Hey, baby. Hey. How's it going? Doing pretty well. Awesome. Welcome back to McNair Family Affairs Podcast. This is season two. I'm super excited to have you guys back. We are improved a little bit. We got some new equipment. We are matured a little bit in our podcasting skills. So, yeah. No, I have, I have not matured at all in that. So, <laughs> don't even speak for me. Okay, well, yeah. We're here now. So, what's up? None. What's new with you, boo? None. Nothing. Chill. Chilling. <laughs> I know we've been chilling lately. I guess what's new with us is we are expecting our um, second daughter mm-hmm. uh, in a few months. We're super excited about that. More excited about giving our daughter a sibling that she can play with because we ain't no toddlers. <laughs> you know, our back be hurting, our neck be hurting. We get tired. You know, it's just time for her to get someone that she can play with and keep up with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No more of that. Like as soon as she get bored, she just thinks she can just run us run us ragged. So I'm I'm that's, I'm, I'm done with that. <laughs> I opt out of the community with some little friends. And with this COVID pandemic, with you not being able to go out and hang with some friends in a classroom the way that you were exposed to when you're first here. You now think that we're toddlers, and this is not the life. This is not how I want to instill values in you, okay? And it's it's so interesting because now I, I, I notice that she talks like me, she walks like me, she thinks like me, she responds like me. She literally does all of the things that I do. And listen, there's no better accountability, okay? There's no better <laughs> accountability. But she does what you do, too, because you're the one that says, what the hell? And something will happen, she'll be like, what the hell? <laughs> And then, and then I'm over here just like, shocked. I'm like, wow, my God. But then, you know, with toddlers and like learning to parent, you know, when these things happen, you can't really respond to it. So you just gotta like, let it pass. Don't give it a reaction. Cause if you get a reaction, you're going to be waking up to like, good morning. What the hell? Right. (laughs) So (laughs) it's getting, this parenting stuff getting real gangster. Like shout out to the people who have toddlers. I hope that y'all are praying for y'all friends and y'all spouses, you know, it's the ghetto. It's the ghetto. It's called parenthood for a reason. It is the hood. Okay. But there's a lot of like pros to it. And I think that like, I am so proud of, um, who Jada is, like who she's, who she's becoming. Mm -hmm. And I feel as though, you know, you you know how I've always said one of my biggest principles in parenting is I don't, I'm not here to tell Jada who to be. I'm not here to allow anyone to tell her who to be. Well, we are, are her ambassadors. We're her life ambassadors. We're here to draw out all of her strengths and to cross out all of her weaknesses and to inspire and aspire and learn and teach. We are here to shelter her through this life to the best of our ability, but to be respectful that God has a plan for her and that we have to honor what God has in store. So we don't know what her gifts are going to be. We don't know what her talents are going to be, but what we can do is expose her. So our biggest principle is exposure. So I was super excited because we had a play date with um, one of her girlfriends. So with um, the play date, so one of her girlfriends was uh, uh, about a year or so older than her, and the girlfriend, uh, the the little girl had 
a, a baby sister that was maybe about one years old. So maybe it was like one in four or maybe one in five, something like that. No, actually it was like one in four. She was four years old. Um, and Jada, she's um, two years old, of course. So Jada, um, the two-year-old and four-year-old, they're getting ready to um, play together. So one thing that I particularly took interest in is that the four-year-old has a... Um, has uh, has a is is different is different it has challenges and when jada went to play with this child jada didn't see the challenges that existed with the child and she saw she recognized it but she didn't use that as a way to deter herself from interacting with this child instead jada displayed a level of patience and a level of understanding and knew when to back off based on the overstimulation of the child and when to engage with the child and didn't take things personally and knew when to switch off and play with the younger child and to be just a fair-minded person and I feel like for her to be two years old and to have that kind of discerning spirit I feel like that's nobody but God and I think it's beautiful that at two years old she can recognize the differences within children and adults and she can maneuver these different landscapes at the age of two years old and she her her essence and her understanding and her care for people just I, I don't even know like where she came from because she does not get that from me and <laughs> I would love to take credit but it's really just one of the things that we're learning is her gift you know yeah that's just just her it's just her She's a beautiful human being. Yeah. I wouldn't get, so um, of course I'm praying this on big now y'all. And I had a, I couldn't fit any of my clothes. So I ended up getting a new dress. So I tried the new dress on and my daughter was watching and my daughter was like, Oh, I like your dress, mommy. I was like, Oh, thank you, boo boo. And then I went and I put the dress on. And when I put the dress on, she was like, Oh, you look so pretty. And then she was like, mommy, turn around. She made me twirl around and she was like, oh, oh, you look so pretty. Ooh. When I tell you that it lit up my entire day, I did not consider the fact that I was real big, y'all. I just thought about just how my daughter just was hyping me up so hard and I, I I'm, I'm blessed. I feel as though um, our daughter, our um, second daughter, I feel like she's going to have a lot to admire about Jada and a lot to look up to and a lot to aspire to achieve within her life by just being herself and yeah, trusting herself. But also just hopefully, I mean, it's going to be changes. It's going to be a lot of changes for Jada. It's going to be a lot of changes for us. Well, I ain't about to lie to you. It ain't going to be that, that look. It ain't about to be that different. <laughs> oh, no, for us, for us, for us. But for Jada, it's gonna mm -hmm. be a experience, I think. Um, so yeah, and I just hope that you know she takes to it well. But I also hope that like our younger daughter just doesn't feel whatever pressure <laughs> may be provided from Jada. You know, just going through life and stuff like that. You just kind of like think about that sometimes, like. Yeah, younger and older siblings like you kind of want to do what they do or Ooh. be like them or you know stuff like that I don't want them to feel I don't want them to feel pressure from each other just be yeah. you <laughs> yeah I feel like that's good because I feel like 
I feel like for us, it's like for me and my brother, I don't feel like we ever were like in competition, in competition with each other. But you also shared the same interest. So that does say something. True. Mm-hmm. True. But I, yeah, I always upbringing. felt like, yeah, I just always felt like, you know, I don't feel any pressure from him. He don't feel any pressure from me. It's just do do what you do. And I but there's support, also and I a larger you. age gap. And I support you. Yeah. I mean, we're like, what, almost six years apart. But Yeah. That makes for a difference. Yeah. I guess that, yeah. But, I mean, even when I was, when we were little, he looked up to me. But that's just like regular, like. I think he still looks up to you. Maybe. I don't know. You would have to ask him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I. I think when we were little, he did, and I think over time, he realized, like, where I made my mistakes and stuff like that, and he was able to just learn from that. He He's really perceptive, really wise in that. He can learn yeah. from other people, but he... But I, I, but that's, but that's cool. I, I enjoy that about being an older sibling. It's like just, all right, well, go through the, go through life, figuring it out, and then like, oh snap, you took those lessons that I, that I learned, and you did something different, and you, yeah, are better off for it or worse off for it. It Don't really matter. It's just you did what you wanted to do, which is all I can ask for. I think that uh, I was blessed in my experience with having with having both older and younger siblings of both sex, and uh, I, I would say I would attribute a lot of my choices to learning from the decisions that were made before me, mm-hmm. and not saying they were good or bad decisions. They were just decisions, and I was able to see the outcomes. Mm-hmm. And once I saw the outcomes, I knew what I wanted to do, whether it was the same thing or something totally different. Right. And with, with having that so close, it molded me and I give it a lot of credit. And then when I think about being an older sibling, I think about my choices a lot, but I also take it to account my personality. My personality is I don't really share too much. I don't talk about things much, especially to um, siblings per se. I don't really talk at all. They don't really know much about my life or my life's experiences. So when I think about my younger sibling, I'm like, wow, you know, one thing that I was gifted with was seeing other their experience and it taught me. So now that I have older, like younger sibling, I'm like, okay, I have to be more transparent. I have to guide with sharing my experience and then just trust that you're going to figure out what you're going to do with that information and do what's best for you but it's it's a blessing and a curse at the same time but I was blessed to not have any pressures to be like anyone of anybody else and I think that that attributes to how my personality is set up and my younger sibling went to the same college as me studied the same thing as me and you know a lot of the same things that I've done and I've noticed that there's a little bit of a pressure there that oh you have to be quote-unquote successful and with with my sibling, I have to break that down because I am not your version of success. What is for you is for you. And you will be much better than I'll ever be because you will be a person that's armed with the tools to know what's best for you. You know God, you know yourself, and you have this under your belt and you have me in your armory. Therefore, when you do get at a point in which I know how to get through, then I share that with you. Therefore, you have leverage. 
And that's my only point. So when you talk about what success is, I make sure that she understands that you don't have to do what I did. You chose to do it. And I understand, you know, the benefits, the pros and cons, but you know, that's your choice. You bodied it. You went, you about to finish the degree. You know, you did that. I didn't do that. You did that. And I feel as though for our children, for our daughters, regardless of what they decide to do, rather they pattern each other or they're different. I think that if we instill that level of confidence within both of them, that you have individual paths, but you also are meant to leverage each other, that we don't have to worry about like unnecessary pressures. And that teaching that we both have within our experiences, I think that it would help them. And if, if it doesn't, there's always prayer, you know, because they're going to mm-hmm. be who they are. Yep. Yeah, it really doesn't even. I, I Like I say to you a lot, it's just like your personality and all that stuff does develop by like, you know, life experience. Like it's really not. one way or the other way though it's just how you choose based on life experiences Mm -hmm. you know like somebody may see you know somebody like oh you know I'm like I don't know I go to college right Mm -hmm. somebody goes to college like oh and they see the outcome of college like oh snap I'm gonna go to college because I got you know because I seen that and then somebody else might see the same thing, say, mm, I don't want to go to college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I could do it better or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. So it's really just your experience, but also what you take from it and how you move from it. Yeah. I think that we'll do. I think that with Jada, we've done a great job with molding her and um, and in, in, in listening to her. teach. I feel like she teaches us a lot. And I feel as though as long as we continue to learn from her and to pour into her what we need to, then everything will be fine. And we'll do the same thing for all of our children to come. So that's a blessing. Yep. Yeah. One of the things that was new for us in our parenting journey was uh, it's spring. So we're starting up our spring sports. Jada has been in, what, the 100 percentile since she was born. My husband and I were average height people. And yeah, we're gonna have a child that's probably like five ten. <laughs> she's too, <laughs> the child is uh, massive. She's 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 cool. Like she's definitely proportional. I seen. I have to tell you, no, this was probably this was months ago. I mean, like when she just turned two, like a little bit after when she just turned two, maybe a couple months after. Mm-hmm. I seen her next to some kid that was four years old. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I mean, y'all the same. Y'all, y'all the same. Y'all the same. It is what it is. And she's, and, but because of that, you know, it was like we definitely took, uh, took because of her size, we wanted her to be comfortable in her size because it happened overnight to the point where it's, it's like learning to walk. Mm-hmm. And she's learning, you know, the power of like her strength, like your legs, you know, you can't be kicking me how a two-year-old gonna kick me because you <laughs> kicking me, you trying to fight. Okay, because that's pressure behind them legs. You know, you need to be careful. The girl is strong. The girl is strong. You know, you know, you know kids be like, oh, playing with their parents' face and like smacking their face together. Yeah. No, dog, you trying to fight. Don't do that. So, right. right. So it's like a um 
you know, so her, for us to uh, encourage her to be more comfortable with her body and her size, it was important for us to get her into things that um, utilized her body a lot. So we uh, put her into gymnastics. We took her to gymnastics. We took her to the park. We took her to um, different slides. We got her on bikes. We got her on things that she could really understand the physicality behind her size and how it's different from other kids that may not be you know, her size, but are the same age or within the same learning um, area that she's in. And also to know that just because, you know, they, these kids may not be this size, there's other kids that really may be your size so that she also doesn't feel like she's so different. But as we got her into sports, I think it's helped her. I think that we're able to see a lot of her athleticism. And we're also able to see, you know, the things that she's interested in. So recently we put her into a soccer league. She's great. She's just a she's just great. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying this because I'm her mother. I'm saying it because she's just very physical. She's strong. She kicks the ball. She follows directions. All the things that you want um, an athlete to do. Um, I was kind of disturbed though, babe. Mm-hmm. I was disturbed mm-hmm. because on her team, she's the only black brown girl mm-hmm. out of all them kids. And I said, all them kids, all them kids. Like, we're the only black brown parents. Mm-hmm. When does that end? You know? I thought we did enough of that. I thought we've come through it. I thought we've made progress. But are we still doing first? But then this next generation, are we still doing the first black girl on this team? The only black girl? Are we still doing that? And it's disturbing to me because as a parent, I want my child to be exposed to diversity. Mm-hmm. I want them to make decisions based on what they truly, truly want opposed to what they may feel more comfortable in. For instance, she does, she's going to have basketball coming up soon. We know that basketball is more of a, um, a predominantly minority sport. And we know that, um, she'll be, she'll be around more people that look like her. And with that, I'm like, okay, what if, you know, you're equally, you know, you're good, just as good as basketball, but you have more of a passion for soccer, but you choose to do basketball because you're good at it, but you also find social comfort in being around people that look like you and may understand your culture a little bit better, right? right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard for me because it's like, you know, I feel like my hands are tied. I can't turn people. I don't, yeah, I I don't think, like I was, I, I don't think that you have much to worry about, like as far as Jada and her, you know, personality to probably, you know, do something that she wants to do. <laughs> well, one, because that's what she do. One, that's what she do. I know where she get it from. I know exactly where she get it from. What you mean? What you mean? Uh, you need to go one, read a book. That, uh, you need to go read, don't read me. Read a book. Read a book. She get that from you. Like I said, she, I don't. I don't feel too like. I think she gets her. I think she will do what she wants to do without feeling any pressure of like you know feeling more accepted in one way or not that's not really a thing because like for instance like you you like her parents like you you do not care about acceptance is if you want to do it you do it that's that's it that's it <laughs> so you know oh and she is a descendant from you <laughs> And, and for me, like, I, I I don't know if I, like, make that decision every time, but it's like, I do know, like, all right, for instance, I had, you know, a decision to make, like, all the way up through, up until high school, 
I pretty much played sports. I played all like I played big basketball and football, like all the way up until like I was 13, and I was pretty good at both. You know what I mean? I was pretty good at it all, but I was really like I when I got to the point where I needed to make that decision in high school, like okay, you want to play basketball or something like that, like or football, like. I just decided I wanted to play in the marching band. It had nothing, and yeah, like you got way more opportunity in football and basketball and different things like that. But it was just like what I wanted to do is play, play in the marching band. It's just what I wanted. It didn't mm-hmm. matter if I was accepted or felt more acceptance there or not. It's mm-hmm. just what I felt like doing. Yeah. And so I, I think that if she has that spirit, she'll just do whatever she wants. Really, no sweat off of her back she can do multiple things but she's going to do what she wants to do the most i i hope so i feel as though she's showing us that and we embrace it within her by giving her choices and options but also differentiating things that are options versus things that's not everything ain't no option but if she does um take from my personality of you say i just don't care i'm not going to say that i just um don't accept not being accepted it's just not my business you know what other people have to say about what they think that i'm capable of or what they Mm -hmm. think about what i want to do i don't count that as my business Mm -hmm. um and it doesn't uh influence my decisions you know yeah exactly and i don't (laughs) consider it much i don't think about it it doesn't cross my mind <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, a lot of people tell me I can't do a lot of things, and guess what? They're all things that are done. Like, it's crazy when people tell me I can't do things that I've already done before, and I'm like, hey, that was so a couple years ago. Like, you have got to catch up. Um, but I really but, pray that. Hmm? No, go ahead. I said, I really pray that if she does take on that spirit, that she takes it on with a little bit of balance because I have no consideration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I- I don't know. Uh, circling back, though, to what you were saying about soccer versus basketball, mm-hmm. I I do want to somewhat talk about that just yeah. because it's like I don't necessarily feel like there's like a I mean, it may be may or may not be. We don't we really don't we don't really don't have enough information to know. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily think that there's like a like, oh, you know, we're the only black and brown, you know, playing soccer because some kind of, you know, orchestrated orchestrated attack, attack on us. It's really just <laughs> Negroes don't play don't want to play soccer. <laughs> we got to work on that though. <laughs> we don't want to play soccer. We have to diversify our skill sets. And I mean, and, I, and that's just a, I mean, African Americans, U.S. Black people do not want to play <laughs> soccer. <sighs> now, other parts of the world, that's the thing that they do. So that's what they do. They play soccer. So you you gonna see a lot of Black people play soccer, but culture plays such a big role. Think about it like this: I don't know if you ever seen like, um, uh, the French national team is like half African (laughs) because, Mm -hmm. but like in France, they don't like they're not playing football in France. You know what I'm saying? They playing well, they're not playing American football in France. They're playing original football. Yeah. <laughs> original yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so that's what they do that's that's what they want to play but here you know we got too much our best athletes don't play that stuff they don't you know and our best athletes are 
predominantly black. <laughs> yeah, but that's not even anything that I would allow Jada to even manifest because uh, it was now it was no Serena Williams in tennis until there was a Serena Williams in tennis. And now when we think about tennis, we think about Serena Williams. And if she's playing, we watching tennis, right? Um, I feel like Jada could... But when you think about Serena Williams and, you know, Venus and, you know, Althea Gibson and mm -hmm. all these people who played tennis mm -hmm. all these and all that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got a few more now, you know, um, I, know you're I can't think of think everybody's, not yeah. just one, but it's like three or four off the top of my head that that I can see visually that I can't think of their names at the moment, but mm -hmm. that play tennis, but the sports are still like the disparities. Yeah. <laughs> the disparity is sick. I want us to come through that. And I hope that with, um, I hope that with our generations to come that we instill that type of principle in them, not just us, but anyone that's listening, but you know, their children, I hope, you know, for me, I'm not going to choose a sport for my kid. I'm not going to force my kid to play a sport. Jada, once she showed interest in playing instruments, we got her a recorder. She got a little bit of a piano. She got multiple things in which she can experiment with. All we're doing is exposing her. She showed interest in swimming. We got swim lessons. She showed interest in soccer. We got soccer lessons. You want basketball? You, you get basketball lessons. Whatever it is that you show interest in, we expose you to that. And then from there, you can start making decisions. Which she shows interest in football. Um... I'm a parent, uh -huh. so um, there's things that are options and there's things that aren't. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to, I would never tell her what she can't do mm -hmm. because I know that that's not effective mm -hmm. with her. Mm -hmm. But by the time I'm done with your schedule, <laughs> you won't have <laughs> any time to think about football. Why can't she just, she could play like flag football. I said what I said. <laughs> Honestly, that's not even like a, like, Guys, girls, they, I think I would just have my kids play flag football in general. I said <laughs> what I said. Okay. But to be honest, if that was something that she wanted to talk about and she wanted to do, then I would have to sit on my hands and encourage her to You feel her be... schedule all the way up. Is she like, all right, now add that football at the end? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would do my best to deter, but um, I'd be honest with her about, you know, the reasons why I'd say no to football. I personally have a lack of appreciation for the damage that football does to the human body. Um, mm -hmm. I do not like football consequences or... Thing is, you can get, I mean, you get injured playing any sport. Okay, I'm talking about, you know, I like statistics, so I like to talk about probabilities. And um, you take a risk every day, you get up, get up and drive in a car and go to work, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so if it's measuring up to that, then it is what it is. But if it's like, a okay, <laughs> if you cross that highway, it ain't going to look like leapfrog all the time. You know, you, may, you ain't going to make it across. Mm -hmm. That's what football is to me. It is mm -hmm. a trip across the highway every single day going to work. But guess what? You're the person walking and the, everything else is cars. That's how I look at football. And I, eventually, you're going to get tagged and smacked and then done. That's just the... <laughs> yeah. All respect to people who... Um, that's their Football is their artistry. Mm -hmm. But that is what it is. Mm -hmm. So as we kind of venture into the next topic, I want to talk about something that I've been talking about a lot, right? Babe, mm -hmm. why you look like that? I don't know. Okay. It's just my face. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so I'm asking you for two years. Mm -hmm. I want two years 
for me to chase my dream of acting and to not have to focus on anything else. Mm-hmm. I understand one of your ground rules is to keep and maintain my income at a minimum. If it increases, great. But to maintain my income and that's it. Mm-hmm. I recently asked you if we could move to, you know, due to the current um, climate of allowing um, telework being allowed, if we could move to Atlanta, Georgia, where there are a lot of opportunities that I think I could really capitalize on due to where I'm trying to go within acting. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that. Okay. Would you be willing to, you know, spare the details? But would you be um, willing to uproot and move to Atlanta so that I can um, chase my dream? (laughs) What happened? That's That's a hell of a way to ask a question. (laughs) Well, how else am I going to ask? It's a leading question. It's like I'm trying to chase my dream. You wouldn't stop me from chasing my dream. (laughs) You wouldn't stop me from chasing. That's an awful thing. Don't do that. Honest question. I mean, that's a leading question. That's the question. All right. Well, let me ask it a little bit more. I mean, it's would no, you be moving? Huh? You say what? Would you be willing to move to Atlanta, Georgia, so that I can pursue a career in acting? Yeah. Of course. This year. <laughs> you By still, the end of the year. But we. <laughs> but there's just a lot of details that go into that. That's just like it's not just as simple as picking up and going like we still need like like okay well you know i still need a job i still i still have to find something there even though i'm perfectly happy in my job today <laughs> i understand um, you love that job yeah and so um you know it that would be something that we have to like come through there i mean because i can't uh, a lot of it is telework, but it's like some of it can't do right. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I don't know. Like I I would have to truly truly like for me I would have to do something completely different, right? And then for you you probably don't have to do too much different other than just move and then you know focus, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good. Question. Would you be willing to not work? And to take care of the kids. Um, I'm just asking, not saying that that is the way, but it's an honest question. I'd rather not. But could you see yourself doing that, baby? If you made a million dollars acting, I, I would do that so so much. A million dollars a year, or just a million dollars in in total? No, well, not in total. Okay, I just wanted to understand <laughs> what the goals are for, for life. No, but no. if I made a million dollars a year, yeah, sure. And you can con- you just consider. I mean, that's not the threshold. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, if you telling me you making a million dollars acting, I'm like, oh shoot, and you and you, <laughs> and you want me to just take care of the kids? Well, sh- you uh, consider? Call me, call me, call me. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, house dad. House dad. <laughs> house, house husband. <laughs> I don't know, but like, I think it's but it's always been very important to you to provide, and that was uh. Very important in our marital principles when we got to, when we got together that um, you know what we believe the role should be, and I agree that men 
well, I ain't going to say my man, my husband um, should provide food. He should provide shelter. He should provide all the things that's necessary for the family to operate. So those were our vows. That's what, you know, that you've always come to the table. You've always done. So I wonder, you know, would that be something that you'd be willing to honestly truly do? Because I know you're like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I was like, but could you see it for yourself? I know it's only two years, but still. And you have the degrees, you have the credentials, you have all the dressings to do anything, really. You're such a brilliant man, but... I mean, but if you're... It's really not just two years. Like, if you go to Georgia and you, like, find a career, you're going to be in Georgia, right? I mean, that don't make... It wouldn't make any sense to just leave. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That brings me to my next question. Okay. What... Do you see me being a successful actress? Do I see you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I see you every day. So yes, I'm. <laughs> oh hell no! That was shady. That was shady as hell. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Nah, I'm serious. See you every day. I, I know. <laughs> I know. So would you be? So when you say that you'd be willing to do it, are you saying that because you know you want to be supportive, or do you truly believe in this vision of me? Um, acting that I, what I truly believe <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> I mean I feel as though you do um, but <laughs> I, you know we're just having a conversation so I think I don't it's... Know. No. I, I know I know you can do it that's not even something I'm worried about if you focus I ain't, I ain't worried about that part it's hard to pursue acting as a secondary mm-hmm. career it really requires going all in and believing in yourself and just taking that risk. I think all of the things that I've been able to achieve within my life came from just going all in. Mm-hmm. No matter what it was. Going all in and getting married. Going all in and have children. Going all in and taking jobs. Going all in and getting promoted. Whatever the things are, I've always, always, always done my best when I gave it my all. And right now, I think I straddled this ugly little fence or, you know, reasons that I can make an excuse about. I think I want to spend the next two years getting really serious. And I know it's going to require a lot of sacrifice. And some of those sacrifices is you taking the, to being the primary person when I'm not, well, being the person when I am not there to take care of our girls. And I know. I mean, that's me. Anyway. I mean, yeah, that's you anyway, but it's it's going to be something that's a little bit more routine. So if I have to do a shoot, if I could go through a 30-day set, then that's going to be 30 days of me not being home shooting. And you're going to be taking care of these two girls on top of going to work. On top of everything. It's a lot of work. It was a, It's a lot of work for me to do that when, I was on, when I'm on maternity leave. I ain't even worried about it. You don't have any concerns? I don't have any concerns. Why is that? I don't know. Just confident in my ability to take care of my kids. <laughs> so do you think you don't, you guys don't need me? Uh, no, nah, I ain't say all that now. You said you put a whole <laughs> put a whole another thing into it now. Exactly. That's not what I said. But we can function. <laughs> so you guys can function without me. We can function. We could get through. We can function. For how long? I don't know. But we can function. <laughs> For how long it takes you to do whatever you gotta do. That's how long we can function. Wow. 
You know what? You's a rider. <laughs> I love you deep. I love you more. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. What do you think about um, the toll that this could take on our marriage? I don't think it's going to take on. I don't think so either. <laughs> but I think that when I think like that, that I'm underestimating that it's choice. Because, you know, before when I would travel regularly like for work, you'd be like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. And then you'd be there. You know, you could come. You could do it. I think that mm-hmm. it becomes a little bit different when we have children that are in school and that need schedule and routine. And you may not be able to come. And I may not be able to come home. Mm-hmm. So we are glued to the hip at this time. Like in our relationship, we're just, we do everything together. Mm-hmm. And... I think that I'd underestimate the impact when I think about all of a sudden we're no longer spending that quality time that is really what secures our relationship. I don't know. I think that we, I think that we have like solid foundation, solid enough foundation where it's like not really going to be that much of a problem. I mean, it's not like we're not going to see each other ever. So seeing you like, you know, you got to be gone for two months. Well, shoot, you got to be gone for two months. <laughs> I come see you every once in a while, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I guess that's what it is. So, is that a green light? We move into Atlanta this year? That's not what I said. That's not what you said. No, I didn't say nowhere in that. I need to think about it a little bit more. I didn't say nowhere in that. Okay. Okay. I said, I support you. In okay. your dream, but I, I didn't say the rest. What are some rules? Like, what are some hard no's, hard yeses involved with me chasing the dream of acting? Um, I don't think there's any hard no's and yeses. If it was hard no's and yeses, it'd be, I don't know how you could f- function like. In anything, if it was always a hard no or a hard yes. Well, I'm going to always keep the, the marital priority and the family priority. Well, of course, that's just basic, right? <laughs> but, I mean, even in that, you really, like, you, you, your family priority is defined by whatever you define it by. Mm. Okay. Because, or, you know, your marriage priority is what you define it by. Because, I mean, like, we could define, like, I could say to you, okay, I got, like, these things. Like, all right, for instance, for us, like, I mean, I feel like a pretty low demanding, you know, human being. But, like, you take things like like above and beyond to stratospheres that I don't even like know you know what I'm saying so like the minimum requirements you don't like we're not worried about that part right minimum requirement you surpass that like you know 4,000 fold right so now it's just like all right now (laughs) you want to pare down a little bit just so you can (laughs) you know focus more on your acting you know what i'm saying then that's fine because you already you already do things do way more than you need to (laughs) you know yeah 
and that's just defined by what you want to define it by. Because for me, I'm like, shoot, you already do everything, so <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I think I think I'm ready, and I give myself two years from July, and we get like, it popping. I mean, I feel like that's good. That I mean, or good or bad. I don't know if it's good or bad or whatever. I feel like it's just a timeline that, you, like that, two years is arbitrary. It's just chase your dream, just do it. Thank you, baby. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap up. I'm wrapped. You're wrapped. <laughs> Thank you for um, joining us. I am Vanessa McNair. They know who you are. They listen to all the other ones. <laughs> who are you talking to? <laughs> who are you talking to? I love you. Say your name. I don't know my name. Say your name. They call me. No, okay. They call you. No. You want to me tell them what I call you? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> Say your name so we can check out. Come on now. Demario. Don't be like that. <laughs> I love you, babe. Love you too. Talk to you when we get off the mics. Okay. But I'm be. Bye. Bye.